listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Groom for Improvement on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Allie McLennan, and thank you so much for joining me. So the name of today's episode is Handle Me with Care. One of the main reasons that pet owners don't keep up with home grooming is the difficulty of handling your own animal, keeping them safe and keeping you safe. So stay tuned and I am going to hook you up with tips from my Upper East Side grooming table right here in Manhattan for dogs and cats right after these messages from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco. Where the pets go. Petco. Where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco. Where the pets go. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groom for Improvement on Pet Life Radio. I'm Allie, and today we are talking about safe handling for the home groomer. So I get this call in my shop about twice a week. One of my beloved clients will call at like 2 in the afternoon, and they are just desperate for a groomer. So recently, a client was all ready for a dinner party at her house. Everything was ready and clean and ready to go. And when she turned around, her Wheaton Terrier had gotten into a box of her kid's Halloween makeup and was a huge mess. So she called desperate. And of course, not only was I fully booked, I was overbooked actually with a waiting list of like 10 dogs. So I said, okay, I'm so sorry that I can't fit you in today, but here's what you do. And I was about to tell her all the products she needed and what to do, and she stopped me. She's like, there's just no way that I can handle my own dog in the tub. I can't control him to dry. There's just nothing that I can personally do. She didn't think that she could do it herself. So if you have ever been in a predicament like this, this show is for you. There is absolutely no reason that you can't do a lot of the basics at home and stretch out the time in between expensive professional groomings and just make it a little bit easier on yourself. So let's start with dogs and I'm going to walk you through a bath with all the handling tips that you will ever need to do it all by yourself. So to start with, 
be calm. Every pet owner knows that your dog picks up on your energy. So if you've had a bad day at work, if you have a flight leaving in two hours, this is not the day to do a home grooming. Make sure you're in a space where you have plenty of time, plenty of deep breaths, and plenty of calm energy. And three things scientifically proven to not only calm your pet down, but also to calm you down is classical music. So put a little bit of Pachelbel on your Pandora, a high soothing voice, which is baby talk. So make sure no one can hear you while you're doing this because it makes you seem like a crazy person. And also, oddly enough, the scent of lavender. And uh, I have been told by a lot of people I give this tip to that even a Glade plug-in, the lavender scent, works really well. And here is a little mantra for you. This is, Ray. you ready? Write it down. I am bigger, smarter, and stronger. I have to think for you and keep you safe. I'm in charge. That's something you want to sort of impart to your pet. Like I tell everyone that says, but my cat or dog doesn't like it when I brush their teeth or brush them out. I say, well, you know, you were two years old and you didn't like your teeth brushed or your hair brushed, but someone did it for you because they were bigger, smarter, and stronger. They thought for you and they kept you safe. They were in charge. So I want you to think the same thing for your pet because after all, anyone with a golden doodle knows it's a two-year-old that will never grow up. So say that mantra to yourself and think about that as we go through this show. Now, positive reinforcement, we're talking about dogs here, takes a lot of patience. And positive reinforcement is something you hear a lot from trainers. And it's something that I use on my grooming table and you should use at home as a home groomer. And all positive reinforcement means is you reward the behavior that you want and you ignore the behavior that you don't. Now, you'll find this coming up again and again in this show, but that's all that means is you're rewarding your, the behavior that you want and you're not scolding the behavior you don't want. You're just simply ignoring it. It's, it takes a lot of patience, but it really is the best way to train your pet and set them up for a lifetime of safe, calm grooming. Okay, so to the table, there are four always, well, how do you say that? There's four alwayses, <laughs> four things you should always do. The first always is always one hand on the dog. The second always, always have a stable surface. Third always, always gather everything first. And always try it on yourself first. Those are my four alwayses. So let's break them down and explain why. So always one hand on the dog. As a groomer, I know better than anyone Anything can happen at a moment's notice. Everything is safe and calm. You blink, you turn around for a second, and all heck breaks loose. So you never, ever want to take your hand off a dog. If you're in a room, a position, anything that will cause you to have to take your hand off the dog, you want to make sure that you change locations, you bring a friend in to help, but you always want to be in a circumstance where one hand is always on that dog. The next is always a stable surface. So we're going to get into things that will help your dog stay centered and calm on the table. However, you want to make sure that it's not a creaky old table. It's not a surface that's too small for a big dog. It's not a surface that's slippery and, you know, is easily to jump off of. The one thing you want to do is keep everybody safe, including you. And the more stable your surface, the more calm you'll be. So the more calm your pet will be. The third always was always gather everything first. 
Now, we all know that as just as much as you lose patience, your dog is going to lose patience with you. So the more you take breaks to go find this, find that, look, search, open tubes, the less time you're going to have to actually finish your grooming in a calm manner. So gather everything first, have it ready, and clean up later. That's my advice. And the last always is what I think is the most important thing that most people don't think about. It's something I think about every day in my shop. Always try it on yourself first. So everyone says, you know, oh, when I clean my pet's ears, they shake, they're miserable, and I don't understand how to keep them still. And I say, well, have you ever gotten a cotton ball wet and put it in your own ear and see how it feels? You know, there's a reason they're shaking their head. So after you try cleaning out your own ear in the same way that you would to your dog, you understand that, a little bit of liquid dripping down the ear is extremely uncomfortable. So after everyone tries it on themselves, they end up wringing out that cotton ball quite a bit so it's not uncomfortable. The same thing goes for brushes. So, oh, my pet doesn't like it, you know, when I brush him out, you know. And I said, well, have you tried that brush on yourself? If you press too hard, it really hurts. So after that, they use a lighter hand and they realize it's not the brushing that my pet was opposed to. It was the fact that I was brushing too hard. So after you try these things on yourself, you'll be much more careful and a little bit more compassionate to your pet. Or I should say more empathetic to what your pet is going through. Okay. So now we've got the four always is. We know what positive reinforcement is. We've said our mantra to ourselves. We're going to get this done. So the brush out, here's the greatest thing. A rubber-backed bath mat is your best friend if you're a home groomer. It's sort of like a home base for your dog. Also, when you put that bath mat on your table or on a stable floor surface, it's not going to slip around. So they've got a home base. They have like sort of a place to stay where they can't slip around, can't hurt themselves, can't get away from you that easy. It also gives them something to hold on to. A lot of complaints that people have when they groom their own pet is that they're all scratched up. But if they have something to grip, nine times out of ten, they're going to grip that bath mat and not you. They just want a firm hold. Okay, so now that we've got them on the bath mat, we've got everything around, we're going to talk about brush techniques. So if you brush your pet against the grain, it's uncomfortable. They're going to want it to stop. If you brush them with the grain, it's going to be a little bit easier. You never want to pull a limb like a, you never want to pull it away from the center. So if you're yanking and pulling on your pet, they're going to want to obviously sort of pull back. But if you let them pull back to themselves, you keep their center of gravity intact as long as they are happy, safe, and comfortable, you've got one hand on them, let them be where they want to be. Don't try and pull them and contort them, pull the limbs out. You're going to hurt a joint. You're going to make them uncomfortable, unstable. You're going to stress yourself out. What I'm trying to say is keep their center of gravity intact. If they want to keep their limbs close, go ahead and let them. You Make sure that you choose your battles. And if they won't stand up when you're trying to keep their center of gravity intact, for a large dog, you can just put a bucket underneath them. That way, so they're on their bath mat, they have no choice but to stand there because you've got one hand on them. And if they try and sit down, there's a bucket under their belly. They really can't. Now, after a while, they'll realize once they get to that bath mat, it's time to stand up and stay still. 
the first few groomings are going to be difficult. For a smaller dog, I've been known to use a soup can when I do home groomings. Something underneath them, and anything will really work. Uh, anything you don't mind getting dirty, that is. <laughs> anything will really work. Just something underneath them to make sure they understand the suggestion. When we're on this bath mat, we're staying still and we're standing up. And with dogs, it really doesn't take too long before they sort of get the idea for themselves. So we've just finished the brush out. We've done, oh, here's my tip for nail clippings. A lot of times people, it's a huge wrestling match, isn't it? When you hold your dog's hand and, or your paw and they're pulling back and forth. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. You know, you might be stressing the joints out. It's such a wrestling match. You can let your dog stand firmly on the ground, tilt the pad of your dog back so that the nails are off the ground. Then just come by with a clip, clip, clip while their pads are firmly on the ground. Start with the back nails, much easier. Because after all, you know, when you're trimming your dog's nails, you don't need to get it as absolutely short as possible. You just want to make sure that your dog can stand firmly on the pads of its feet. So that's a great guideline. When your dog is standing firmly on the pads of its feet, just tilt that pad back a little bit and clip off the tips of the nails that are off the ground. But you might be saying to me, but Allie, when I do that, he picks his feet up. Well, that's when you employ a partner. <laughs> so the partner is going to do one thing, which is the greatest tip of all time. They're going to lift the other legs off the ground. So your dog has one foot to stand on. You safely clip the tips off the nails and you're done. If you need it really close, if you're one of those people that has extremely nice wood floors and you, you, know, you can't have the long nails, you're going to want to employ the vet or your professional groomer. But at home, you can take the tips off safely neatly and with no muss, no fuss, just tilt them back. The greatest tip in the world. Okay, so now we're in the tub. We've gotten in the tub and here's my number one tip. Just like your pet had a bath mat, you're going to want to spread a towel out in the bottom of the tub. That way the same thing, you know, is uh, employed. They have something to grab onto. They're not slipping all over the place. It's safe. It's calm. And you might be like, well, Allie, it's going to get sopping wet and nasty and gross. But here's my advice about that. Having a dog and doing a little bit of home grooming is a messy business. <laughs> it's never going to be clean. It's never going to be dry. So using that towel is going to make everything easier and safer. And then you just throw it out on the porch or if you're in New York City like me, out on your fire escape. And uh, it's going to make everything so much easier. Now, once you're in the tub, you want to make sure that you use or either a spray nozzle is the greatest thing. You can get them, if you don't have one of those shower extensions, with, which I advise if you're a pet owner, get one of those shower extensions from Bed Bath & Beyond. They don't cost that much money. And then you can have a handheld shower nozzle instead of spraying the dog with water from your faucet, from a cup was what a lot of people use, but it's very hard to get enough rinsing if you're using a cup. And you never want to spray your dog from the shower. And here's why. All that water coming at them is scary and uncomfortable, and you can't control the heat of the water quickly enough. So if you're using a spray nozzle and you always have one hand on the dog, you can be sure that you're always using the right temperature of water. And here's another handling technique. That water should always be room temperature to lukewarm. People say, oh, when I bathe my own pet at home, he's all over the place. He's scared. He gets upset as soon as the water hits him. Well, that's because the water might not be the right temperature. Dogs are very sensitive to heat. It's very scary to have a shocking blast of cold or hot water. You want to make sure to use room temperature to lukewarm water. And when you're using that spray nozzle, it should never be less than half an inch from your dog. So in most cases, you want to have it right on your dog. 
you know, touching the skin. Any spraying is going to be upsetting to your dog. They're going to freak out, basically, and try and get away from you. But if it's right on and it's room temperature, sometimes they don't even know they're getting wet. That's a great handling technique in the tub. The spray nozzle is always right on them, right? And you have one hand on them and the water is lukewarm. I think you'll be surprised how amazingly calm your pet will be in the bathtub. Now, then we get to the head. And this comes along with picking battles. Now, if your dog is okay, if you've got a cotton ball in each ear so that no water can get in, and your dog is fine with having water in its eyes, which most dogs are okay with that, you're going to tip the head up, making sure no water gets in the nose when you're not dealing near the ears. When you're dealing near the ears, you're going to tilt the head down to make sure that all the water runs out. Now, if your dog does not like any water on its face, you can still groom your dog's face, just not in the tub. You're going to wait till after the bath and clean the face off with a wet cotton ball. Like I said, pick your battles. Don't spend 15 minutes trying to safely spray water in your dog's face if it's just not going to happen. There's no reason why you can't get your pet clean with some nice wet cotton balls. Okay, so when your dog tries to run, when your dog is all soapy and nice and your pet just starts to lose it, here's another reason you're going to employ a partner. Now, you've got to, you know, get all the soap in, get it all rinsed out, and your dog wants to run. Simply have a partner lift your pet up at the hips. It'll sort of disable any motion they'll have. It'll throw out their center of gravity. And you'll be amazed how still that they stay. If you just have somebody lift up at the hips, front two legs on the ground, back two up, greatest tip in the world. People are always amazed how easy that is, but how you don't think about it. Okay, so the bath is over. Your dog is rinsed. Your dog is still calm. Everybody's happy. And now you've got a partner probably. So return to your bath mat. Stay calm. Let them shake out, but also never take a hand off of them. Now we get to the ears. So everyone said, you know, it's very delicate. Make sure you use a cotton ball and not a Q-tip. Leave the Q-tips to your groomer or to your vet. You really just want to clean out the area inside the ear. So one reason they might be freaking out is because you've got something stuck in their ear canal. It's very scary. And dogs are very sensitive, and they'll be jerking their head around to make sure that, you know, you don't get in their ear. So people say, well, I can't do it myself. And a lot of people, you know, are prescribed ear medication or are dealing with a yeast infection inside the ear. All sorts of fungal infections or parasites can get in the ear. So it's important to know how to keep your dog calm and clean the ears. It's easier than you want it to be. You simply hold your dog's face right into the chest. So they're calm, they're safe, they're immobilized, and you have access to clean that ear very easily. Just hold it as tight as you can to the chest. It can't move. (laughs) It doesn't need to move because you've wrung out the cotton ball so no liquid is dripping down. You've made sure that you're using a safe cotton ball, not a Q-tip, and the dog is safe, immobilized, and happy. So now the dog is on the bath mat Your ears are clean. Your nails are clipped. Now, what are we going to do? We need to dry the dog. The one thing you have to do when your dog is wet is to make sure you dry it thoroughly. And if you don't dry it thoroughly, there could be further matting. The skin can dry, be susceptible to fungus. So you want to make sure that you dry the pet. Here's my greatest tip. You get a hair dryer with a cool setting can never use hot air on a dog. It'll dry the skin. It can burn the skin. It'll also make your dog upset. Put the hair dry in a cool setting and hold it under your chin with like a violin. Now, when you've got wherever the air is pointed, you're going to brush. So you've got one hand on the dog, the hair dryer under the chin, and one hand brushing the dog wherever it is. Now, if that's too hard, I have the easiest solution. 
a $10 box fan from the drugstore. These box fans are great. <laughs> you turn it on, a high setting. It's got nice, cool air blowing at your dog, and you brush your dog out in front of the box fan till it's dry. Very easy to control your pet. Very easy to get it dry. It takes a little bit of patience, but it is the greatest thing in the world. Here is my very last tip, and it's something people always ask me about handling your dog. When you have a Shih Tzu or a Maltese that you want to put a top knot in, or for lack of a better term, those ponytails, <laughs> here's the greatest tip in the world, and it couldn't be easier. Instead of pulling and fussing, you know, trying to get that ponytail in your dog perfectly, most dogs, I don't think I've ever been disappointed in this technique, and it's something that it took me five years to learn as a professional groomer, and it couldn't be easier. Have the dog sitting in front of you at chest level. Now you pull the dog in close to you and rest its face on your chest so that their nose is pointing up with you. They can rest their head right on your chest, which they will love to do. Any lap dog does. And then you have your hands free to work on that that ponytail. You can comb, you can part, you can do patterns, you can put that ponytail in so nicely with a comb and they always let you. Just make sure it's resting right against your chest. Dogs love that. So um, that is what we have for handling secrets to keep Fido safe. But what about Fluffy, the cat? After these messages, I will give you grooming tips from the cat grooming table. So stay with us. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to healthcare written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best, B-E-S-T. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling out in the world trips or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy.
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> We are back on Pet Life Radio, and you are listening to Groom for Improvement. So we are going to talk about cat handling tips for the home groomer. Now, some cats do great left up to their own devices, but just like people, not every cat is perfect. So this happened in my shop this winter. A client with a very sweet Himalayan, she comes to my shop a few times a year for only a nail clipping. Now, some cats don't have this issue, but this particular cat had these nail issues. The nails grew very quickly, and they hooked very steeply, which means that they grew quickly and they grew around into the pads. It happened quite a bit. And they also split very often, which is a problem that she had to go to the vet for quite a bit. So my client had no problem brushing her own cat out, and the cat was very good at grooming itself, and there were no allergy issues All she needed me for was the nails. However, this cat would become so distraught at traveling the six blocks to my grooming shop that it would often defecate or urinate or vomit in the bag. And on this particular time, it did all three. You know, I was very happy to help. I knew this cat needed its nails clipped all the time, but I couldn't help but ask why she couldn't do it at home. After all, this was not you know, one of those impossible cats that require a professional with equipment or a sedation from the vet. And I said, you know, have you tried to do it at home? You know, what is the worst thing that can happen? I was thinking in my head, after all, a scratch on the back of the hand is not a death sentence. And it has to be better than cleaning this cat bag out a couple times a year. And she said, you know, I know it's silly, but I'm scared she'll scratch my face. And I said, uh, oh, You know, I understand that. These are, you know, it's just a visceral reaction. The cat doesn't like it like any cat wouldn't like it. And she just simply can't stay in control because she's scared the cat will catch her face. So I said, well, if we took that out of the equation, you could do it. She said, absolutely. And she was all excited. She was like, can you train my cat to not scratch my face? And I said, no, but I did notice that she had a ski mask in her hand. This was February after all. I said, no, but you can put that ski mask on. And, you know, sort of a light bulb went off in her head. And so I gave her a couple tips and I let her do one paw on her own with the ski mask on and voila, home groomer. Because she was calm, she was in control, she was able to keep her cat safe and the cat never even took a swipe anyway. It's sort of all about giving yourself permission and being confident. So let's go back to, we talked about this with dogs, but we're going to say it again for cats in case you're just tuning in for the cat grooming portion of this episode. I have a little mantra for you, and this is the mantra. I am bigger, smarter, and stronger. I have to think for you and keep you safe. I'm in charge. Now, there's a couple other alwayses that I want to bring up. You always have one hand on your cat. Never for a split second take a hand off that cat. We all know how quickly they can move, and we all know that um, they're slippery, they're wet, and we don't want them stuck under things for days. <laughs> we want to make sure that they always have one hand on your cat. Always use a stable surface is my second always. If things are teething around, if the surface is too small for your cat to stand on, they're going to be a flight risk and they're more likely to hurt themselves or hurt you. But more importantly, we don't want them to hurt themselves in any way. So always have a stable, safe surface. 
And this is a huge one for cat grooming. Always gather everything first. Cats have such a, we're going to talk about this in a minute. You have about 25 minutes until your cat is completely fed up with you. (laughs) So make sure that you are not wasting a second looking for cotton balls or towels or conditioner. Make sure you gather everything first. And my last always is always try it on yourself first. Make sure you know if your cat's reacting to being brushed, try that brush on your own arm and see how it feels. You might be shocked about what a light hand you need when brushing your cat. If your cat's reacting strongly to having their ears cleaned, it might be because the cotton ball is too wet and liquid is dripping down their ears. You always want to try it on yourself first. So back to cat grooming. Cat grooming, the story I told you before about the woman in my shop was to explain something. Cat grooming is extremely different from dog grooming. So keep this in mind while you listen to this part of the show. A dog is always trying to please you, whether on a walk, on the couch, or on the grooming table. But when you are handling a cat, and here comes my cat right now, when you are handling a cat, let's face it, you are working for them. So people often neglect cat grooming because their cats are just so difficult to handle. So say your mantra to yourself, take a deep breath, and here we go. So three things are scientifically proven to not only calm you down, which is very important. We all know how our cat picks up on our energy, but they're also scientifically proven to keep your cat calm. And that, as we talked about in the first half of the show, is classical music. So put a little Pachelbel on your Pandora. A high, soothing voice, sort of like baby talk, which is very annoying. And I'm not going to demonstrate that for you right now. We all know what that is. And also the scent of lilac or lavender in the air. And that can be as easy as picking up a $4 Glade plug-in from your drugstore. So this is what I was talking about before. You want to move swiftly when grooming your cat. In my experience, and I do a lot of cats here in New York City, you have about 25 minutes before your cat becomes extremely difficult to handle. So that being said, you want to move swiftly and pick your battles. (laughs) So don't be afraid to split up cat grooming into a few different days. You know, your dog might be easier to handle for an hour, hour and a half, but I know that... um, When I'm grooming a cat and I have, you know, I'm in a shop and I have, you know, appointments and deadlines. So I have to do the whole cat in one day. Even I, I know that if a cat has, you know, is very difficult with their nails or has a big mat behind one ear or has something that's going to take a little time, I do that A, number one first and get that out of the way because I know that 30 minutes in, that cat is going to be impossible to handle. So I don't want to leave the most difficult thing for 45 minutes in. So you can split up your grooming chores over the course of a few days. You can do the ears and the nails in one day. You can brush a cat out on Tuesday and then give them the bath on Wednesday. Make sure that you're keeping these grooming appointments in your home short Try and keep them to a half hour each if at all possible. The only thing you really can't split up is bathing and drying. You never want to leave your cat wet for too long. They will mat further. The skin will dry out. 
And you can leave them susceptible to fungal infections and bacterial infections if you leave them wet. So the only thing you can't split up is drying after a bath. And many cats don't need bathing anyway. We can get rid of those problems with the dry shampoo. So that really is the only reason that you would spend any more than 30 minutes a day grooming your cat. So same thing with dogs. When we start the brush out, the nails, the ears, anything, a rubber-backed bath mat is going to be your best friend. You know, the biggest complaint people have when grooming their cat is that they get all scratched up. But if you have a bath mat down, they're going to be able to grip that bath mat and not grip you. So we've already talked about always have one hand on your cat at all times. But, you know, grooming a cat is not like grooming a dog. They're not going to stand up at attention for you like a dog might. So here is how you handle a cat. The cat is going to lay on that bath mat and you're going to have one hand between the shoulder blades of your cat. You want them to stay firmly and calmly on that ground, laying down on that bath mat. You've got one hand between their shoulder blades. The best place to keep your cat safe and happy. They really will be amenable to it. If you move further down the spine, you're going to sort of stimulate their adrenaline system. That gets them really excited. Not what you want to do while you're grooming. If you're holding them with their belly, they're going to get upset and defensive. The best thing you can do is hold them steady with one hand firmly between their shoulder blades. It's going to make them calm, safe, stable, and you're going to be able to work with the other hand. Now... You can always employ a partner for this part. If you need both your hands, if you're not quite there yet with cat handling, have a partner that your cat knows and trusts and have them keep one hand all the time in between the shoulder blades. Great tip. Now, as a professional groomer, I use something called a cat bag. (laughs) So when a cat doesn't want to have their nails clipped, their ears cleaned, a mat taken out of their tail... I put them in this cat bag, which zips all the way up except for their head, and then it has zippers all over the bag so I can pull a paw out when I need it or a tail out when I need it. I have access to the head where I can clean and brush and cotton ball to my heart's content, and the cat is completely immobilized. So you might not have access to a cat bag, or you can Google it and order one. However, everybody has the cat bag of their own. They have a nice big beach towel. So you can wrap your cat in a beach towel so that only the head is showing, then pull out a tail, a paw, an ear as you need it. Make sure your cat's immobilized, happy, safe, comfortable. Again, you've got your partner employed. You've got one hand between the shoulder blades. The cat is stable, happy, healthy, just can't get away as easy, can't, you know, flee, can't scratch you, can't bite you. So you can create your own cat bag with a great big beach towel. Oh, so my other tip, I should have said this with dogs too. There's sort of a stigma about muzzles. And that stigma is that, oh, you know, my cat's not violent. My cat isn't mean. I would never put a muzzle on my cat. But what the muzzle does, it just sort of marks that time as this is time that we don't bite. This is time that you cannot protect yourself with your mouth. This is the time that I need to get this done for you because I'm bigger, smarter, stronger. I'm in charge and I'm doing this to keep you safe. Don't be afraid about using a muzzle. They're designed to not hurt your cat. They're designed to keep your cat safe because also if you're using nail clippers, if you're using a wire brush, your cat can hurt their mouth on these tools quite easily. And so using a muzzle not only keeps you safe, but it also keeps your cat's tongue and lips and mouth safe. So don't be afraid of using a muzzle. 
And a tip about putting muzzles on is this, is sometimes your cat or dog will fight you putting the muzzle on. But um, make sure that you pick the pet up and then just as you put it down, put the muzzle on. Sometimes a change in location makes it easier to slide it on. So if you're coming at them with the muzzle, they know it's coming. They're ready to attack that muzzle. They don't want that muzzle on. But if you pick that pet up, put it down, then as soon as the dog reaches the table or the cat reaches the table, you put it on real fast. That's something that I learned. It took me a few years to figure that out, but it works every time. The change in location really works for that. Okay, so if you are one of those people, if you have a Persian or a Himalayan and you know that your cat needs to be bathed, and a lot of cats do, they get an oil buildup that can affect the skin. A certain breeds do have to be bathed. It's not everyone, but some people. You want to do the same thing. Put a towel in that tub. Keep a hand on the cat at all times. Use a handheld shower with lukewarm water and make sure you don't spray. Hold it right to the skin. And drying is the same as well. You want to put that hair dryer on a cool setting. Never use warm air. Keep one hand on the cat at all times. Hold the dryer like a violin under your chin and brush away. And um, here's my last tip. Ready? Always, always leave the belly for last. The belly is that what your cat is going to be the most defensive of. So if you leave that for last, pick your battles. I think that you know everything now about handling a cat for grooming. So that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And I would like to thank our sponsors and producers for making the show possible. And I look forward to next time. Thank you so much. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.